What's going on, everybody? What's going on? Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the show. I thank you for tuning in. You could be anywhere else, but you are here with me, the Six Man. I appreciate it, man. This is Real Talk with the Six Man. And uh, tonight, man, um, we're going to try to dive into this conversation, man, that I didn't really um, know um, how alarming the, the statistics were of this topic. Um, and as I begin to do some research and look at some numbers, the numbers don't lie. It's an epidemic going on in our community, and specifically the black community, about the father not being in the child's life. Just absentee fathers all across this country. I mean, the numbers are alarming. Um, the numbers don't lie. And again, specifically in the black community, it's 67% of fathers not involved in their child's life. And we all know that children need both their mother and their father. I mean, if we are in a situation that we're divorced, you know, separated, going through some stuff, it still should not stop us from being parents and allowing our kids to be in you know, our child's life, man. And these fathers are just gone. And these kids just don't have a father. So I got two individuals who uh, sat down with me um, to have a candid conversation um, because it's a, it's a conversation that needs to be had. And I think we need to bring it to light. Because again, like I say, when you all hear the numbers, they're alarming. So I hope you guys uh, sit back, relax, um, and enjoy this candid conversation about fatherless children. It's a six man. going on bro peace king what's going on with you brother man how you doing man man i'm getting better every day man i'm good to hear man so first and foremost let me say congratulations appreciate it man appreciate it um i mean i i felt a certain type of way i couldn't make it because I had, I had i had i had daddy duty but um some something told me that i should have brought her with me because i wasn't sure how how adult like the wedding was going to be but now when i saw the pics because the, the, the pictures were fantastic Oh man, man, thank you, man. Um, Pictures were fantastic, by the way, and I, I felt like I, I should have brung her because maybe it could have been something that would have opened her eyes. So I felt bad that I couldn't make it, but he, that that's neither here or there. But I'm, I'm I'm glad to see that you finally made that move. And like I say, the wife re looked really good. You looked really good. All of the pictures, you know, turned out um really good. The ones that I saw. So I know you was excited about that. So um, I, I mean, I wanted to, I wanted to get an opportunity. Um, to talk to you because I know the last time we talked um, a few months back, well, I mean, at this point, it was last year, um, we talked on your show, um, and you mentioned um, not not having a father figure in your life. And I think you told me that you had a father, but you never met him. So I wanted to get in, get get a little bit more um, in-depth conversation about that. But before we do that, um, kind of, you know, tell the people who you are, what you do, and tell them a little bit about your show. Okay. Uh, my name is Collins Agantade. I go by King Agatati on, on Instagram. Um, I have a show called Ministry, where we help boys become men, help men become better. I'm passionate about um, about speaking, encouraging, and power our men because I feel like as men, if, if the men get better, the families will get better. If the family gets better, the communities get better. When communities get better, the cities get better. So I feel like in order to help our country, to help this nation, to help, to help, you know. Um, make better situations we have to make the men better and i'm just passionate about making men better so um 
and that's why it was important for me to get married, right? I talk about um, uh, a strong households, and I was, and it was important for me to find a woman, um, treat her right, and and then marry her, um, so that I could, you know, better impact my community. I feel like um, fatherlessness is a huge epidemic epidemic in the black community and across the nation. So I just wanted to uh, impact and be a and, and be a, in a situation where I could be a good father. You know, we're both speaking about um, the shows on fatherlessness. And I, I grew up without my father. My father was deported when I was uh, two years old. Um, just recently, I'm 32 now. So I just recently found him when I was 26, 27 um, mm. through, through Facebook. Um, we still never met. He's in uh, Nigeria. Uh, we still never met. But um, just in- and, and, and people say Facebook not a good thing. Yeah, people say Facebook is not a good thing. Facebook is the avenue or the vessel that allowed me to found my father after looking, um, you know, uh, diligently for a few years. Uh, there was a period in my life where I stopped caring. Um, and then, wow. and then um, I decided to reach out and, you know, take a shot and try to find him. So I, I did find him. Uh, we still haven't met and we're trying to build a relationship, but it's um, so much time is going by. So it's uh, a lot to have to unravel and unpack. Yeah, that's that. That makes a lot of sense. That actually makes a lot of sense. But let's let's dive into how that impacted you. I mean, because like you just said, you know, it's so many um, fathers um, that aren't in their son's life, whether they're here or whether they're um, not in their son's life, meaning whether they're here physically in the States or they're not in the States, you know what I mean? Or not physically around to see the child. It's just like they're just they're just not around. And they, I mean, I, we, we, we we know that um you know um let's just say we know for a fact that you know some fathers want to be there for their sons but you know sometimes pride get in the way um sometimes the relationship between the mother gets in the way um you know there's other you know various factors that may get in the way but i feel like at the end of the day nothing should get in the way of you wanting to be your you know your there for your child and, and specifically for your son, because he needs you. Like, I mean, the the the, the fatherlessness that's going on in this country is is, is crazy. Um, and, and I want to get into some of those numbers. Um, but I want to get a I want to get an understanding of um, what did that look like for you? I mean, I know you said that he was deported. Um, and like, like, how did that make you feel growing up with your mom, knowing that he just wasn't going to be there. Yeah, so that was um that was tough. So um you know growing up um I got a lot large family, and I was the only child, the only one of my cousins that didn't have a father, that didn't know his father, that didn't I I knew nothing about my father, um or, or my dad. So it was it was it's tough. Um you know my mother did the best that she could do, and you know no disrespect to single mothers, but it really takes a man to raise a boy. Um, I read a quote by uh, Miles Monroe that says, "Dads are destiny, right? Your dad is like having a, a your dad is like having a map to the potential that you have in you, or like having a wow. map to what you can be." And and you know, so many of our, our, our boys are forced to grow up without that map, trying to trying to figure out who they are, and they find themselves, you know, comparing themselves against other men and measuring yourself against, you know, against against other guys in the neighborhood, and and you find situations where where grown boys are just raising other grown boys, where it's just a group of guys that's all trying to figure it out to, together. And um, 
it, it, it's difficult. It's almost impossible. Um, so you see a lot of guys going down the wrong path. Um, you see a lot of um, a lot of womanizers in our community because that's something we glorify. And you know, I thought being a man was uh, uh, I thought my masculinity was measured in the number of women that I could sleep with or the number of women that liked me, a number of numbers I could have. And, wow, and, that's interesting. And it's all I mean, it's 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 flawed, right? It's all it's all a facade. Like that doesn't make you a man by being able to sleep with women, right? But like our culture will tell you that, you know, a lot of a boy will tell you that. Like it's about game. I thought being a man was attributed to the type of game that I have. You know, who can I talk to? What women can I convince to, to to date me? Right. I, I thought everything was a game. You know, you find that with boys. Boys just want to want to play games, and and that's essentially what I was doing, um, trying to figure out how to be a man. Wow. And, and you had to do that with um, a few male figures in your life. So let's. Let's talk about a few of the male figures that you did have in your life and how did that impact you, even though, you know, your father still wasn't there. So uh, lucky for me, um, uh, there were males that I could look at, you know, uh, not directly in my community, but on the summers, I would go spend time with my grandfather and just seeing how my grandfather operated and how he kept his composure and seeing his sense of of working for things and and seeing how, how strong he was when it came to, um, how he carried himself, the respect he had for himself, the respect he had for my grandmother, you know, seeing my uncles and and seeing how they treated their sons and, and seeing how they raised their fathers. It definitely helped shape me to, to become the man I was. Uh, but the counterside is I would be put back into the same environment or um, I'd get caught up into the music, right? The, 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 the music that we listen to often idolizes these things that aren't necessarily what a man would do. So I was torn between, you know, seeing, okay, how my grandfather operate and then seeing, you know, Jay-Z, you know what I mean? It was, it was like, it was like a tear, like, okay, well, you know, my grandfather is married to my mother, but, but Jay-Z said, I don't love him. You know what I mean? So just, just, just seeing that, that, that dynamic, you know, when, when you're trying to put these pieces together, it's like, um, you know, both of these pieces kind of fit somewhere on the, on the line of manhood. But I just didn't know where. Right, and and it seems like that the music does have an effect um, on the mental capacity of a lot of people, whether it be male or female. Um, and for me, um, the reason why I think I wanted to talk about it because I, you know, I wouldn't, I don't necessarily know how it feels to not have a father or to grow up not having a father. I mean, fortunately for me, um, when I grew up, when I was when I was a baby, my my mom and my dad had already been divorced, separated. Mm-hmm. And all that, but going forward, the only thing that I knew was I lived with my mother, but I could go, you know, chill or or or, or spend time with my dad. That's all I knew. So it wasn't like it was something confusing for me. And and in a lot of situations um, now, you know, some kids are confused because they don't know why. You know, we live with mommy, and then we got to go visit daddy. You know what I mean? That's a that's a in itself confusing for a child but for, luckily for me I didn't have to go through that because that was kind of what it was when when I was born or by the time I could you know start remembering or rec- recollecting things and my father was there I mean for the most part he was a good dude I mean he I mean he did what he could um based on the education that he had and when I say that I mean based off of the education that he had from DC public schools on up I mean my father ended up having a good job he he, he drove trucks for a long time um, he didn't need to take a CDL test. They pretty much grandfathered him in 
for him to drive tractor trailers and trucks and stuff like that. But he ended up, you know, um, working real hard um, and, and, and making a, a weight. You know what I mean? And, and for me, in the times that he wasn't around were the times where I had to kind of figure out manhood on my own. Just like you said, you had to figure it out by looking at your, um, uh, I want to say, male figures in your family, your, your grandfather, your uncles. And so for me, in, in those moments when my father wasn't there, I had to look at the street dudes, the OGs. I had to see, you know, what, what they doing? How do they treat women? How do they talk to chicks? So you can imagine what I was learning. You, you, I mean, I mean, oh, you, yeah. you, you, you say, you say you 32, I'm 41. So right, I didn't even know that. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 I'm 41. So you can imagine what I was learning. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, and don't get me wrong, my father was, you know, he, he talked to us. Um, I got a lot, um, I got a lot from my dad. Um, hard work, um, drive. Um, I want to say I got somewhat of my determination from him because on, on, on the opposite side, I got a lot from my mother. My mother worked multiple jobs and I know it was a difficult job raising two men in Southeast DC. That's, that's not even a discussion. I know that was tough. So I felt like for the little bit of time that he would come into our life, and pick us up, take us out, ride us around, talk to us. You know, I remember times when I messed up in school, she was like, I'm going to call your father. And, you know, most of the time when you call your father, you think it's a, it's the easy way out. But with my father, it was the total opposite. My father would dig into my shit. He'd be like, look, you ain't supposed to be over here doing this. You supposed And so now you're confused because you're like, damn, I thought my father was cool. But now yeah. when I look at it, I look at it like he was giving me as much as he could you know, yeah. to try to keep me on a straight nerve, which I don't have a problem with at all because I feel like it helped a lot on top of a lot of the OGs that I ran into that were doing the same thing, you know, and I just had to put the pieces together. Like you just said, having, having to put, you know, having to have that puzzle with no box and just trying to put everything together. That's not, you know, that's not an easy situation. So for me, I felt like it it was, um, it, it was, it was challenging at times because at times, you know, you want him to be there. And if he's busy working or whatever the case may be, you know, it's a little rough. I mean, um, I heard you say um, a situation where uh, you had a, uh, a brother who was waiting for his father to pick him up. And I was in that same similar situation. My mother had said, your father, he on his way to come pick you up. I sat on the steps all night, like, you know, all, like literally. And she woke me up and was like, look, go upstairs and get in the bed. If he come, I'll wake you up. If not you know, whatever. So I was like, all right. And so in that, in that mindset, you know, my mother never, um, that I can remember talked bad about my father. She always, um, now when I look back at hindsight, she always put us in a situation where she was like, I'm going to let them see their father for who he is, whether yeah. it's good or bad. You know what I mean? Whether it's good or bad. And she never talked bad about him. I mean, they've had their moments, you know, where they kind of didn't see eye to eye. We might've heard, you know, little back and forth or whatever, but it's never been, you know, my mother just dogging my father and my father just dogging my mother. It was never like that. It was always just whatever misunderstandings they had, they dealt with them, you know what I mean? But for the most part, my mother was like, I want them to see their father for who he is. And I mean, now that I'm older, you know, I can imagine partying, drinking, you know, dealing with the ladies, you know, trying to do your thing. And then you got two kids and you trying to prioritize time when to pick them up, when to do this, when to do that. And, and guess what? That shit is not easy. I mean, there's no handbook to tell you how to be a man. There's no, 
you know, like roadmap. Like, like you said, you know, that father figure, he is the piece that you need. So that way yeah. you can kind of know how and, and what direction to go to. So um, I, I, I can I can appreciate um, having my dad. But in retrospect with you, you, you didn't. So that kind of made me feel like, damn, like it makes me feel like all of the fathers, you know, all of the fatherless sons that's out here now. You know, how is that affecting them? How is that impacting them? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I went through a phase where I was like, like mad, like, you know, I'd be at God, like, like, why me? Like, God, why I got to be, you know, the one that grow up without my father? Like, why? Like, why my dad have to leave? You know, having those questions, like, why he not? Why he not here to show me nothing? Why? You know, why I got to figure this out on my own? Right. And, you know, it really hit me to a point where, you know, what came to me was like, like, you know, why not you? Right. This this thing that I thought was a was a burden ended up um, this pain I had ended up becoming my passion. Right. I'm passionate about helping men become better. I'm passionate about men being fathers to their children. Right. And, and that comes from, you know, me going through and not having my father. Right. right. And 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 so I would. Um, and one thing you mentioned that is that's something I always tell single women is, you know, if you can, I would even say try not to. I would even say don't. Don't badmouth your, your son's father in, in front of him, right? Don't speak that negativity because, you know, dad's a destiny. So if you tell him that you're not going to be nothing like your father, like that seed is going to be planted down into him. Or you just like your daddy and, and, and these condescending tones, it often either make him, you know, reject who he is, reject the man that's in him, um, or he'll fall right into those footsteps that you set for him. I've like, seen it happen just to like tons of men. Just like, uh, not to cut you off, but just like Boys in the Hood. Was it Boys in the Hood? Your, your daddy ain't going to be shit. Yeah. You ain't going to be shit. Yeah, and, 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 and that's, that, seed, that seed goes, right? If anything, right, find the positives about about your son's father, and that's what you sow into him. Um, right. Even if it's little, like even if you have to, I don't want to say fabricate, but, you know, tell your son, you know, your dad was a wizard at math, you know. Right. Your dad was, you know, you know, there has to be some good that he that he brought. That he brought to the table, yeah, and and that's because if, if, if not, because if, because if not, at the end of the day, she wouldn't have been dealing with him. Yeah, so, yeah so exactly. He brought some to the. He brought some to the table. You know, your dad was an amazing dresser. Your dad, you know, he, you know, I remember my father, my mother telling me that my my father took you know great care of her to the point where she didn't have to work or, or do nothing, and and so that seed manifested in me to think, okay, well, this is how. Um, you treat a woman. This is how I want to treat my wife, right? I want to put right. my wife in situations to where she don't have to work if she don't want to. And and and, and in hindsight, but 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 in hindsight, with that though, CJ, that came from your dad though. Yeah, that, that came that from him. Came from that came from the positive energy that your mother gave you about your dad, and that's what's up. Just sowing that seed without me ever knowing him. So that's that, that's exact. That's that's something that was stressed to. To any uh, um, any single mothers that are listening, to this is you know find that positivity, and, and press those positive buttons, man. Don't speak that negative because speaking that negativity is 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 death to your son. You know you tell him right. your daddy wasn't this, your daddy wasn't that. You know he'll 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 hate who he is. Right. And you see a lot of men, you know, rejecting their masculinity. And 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 we see these and we see these young men out here with no fathers. Um, you know, just acting out emotionally, not really knowing what a man's what a man's stature is, and they just out here, you know, just straight going off the cuff of how they feel, 
oh, 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 you disrespecting me? What? Yeah. What? Like right. disrespected you? I mean, some of the some of these stories that I read, you know, about these young people killing each other, specifically men, it's it's all about they feelings, how they feeling. It's it's crazy, and I'm like, men don't react like that, and and, no. and you just and you and you hit a key point with, you know. Um, you know, um, with a with a, with a single mother and, and how she would react to something. Now, this is how her son is reacting to stuff. Yeah, if not, you, not, not, you watch these housewives. A, yeah, not saying a female, but he, he sees how his mother is reacting to stuff. So now that's what he's picking up on. Yeah, that that behavior becomes acceptable. Um, I know I experienced it firsthand. I used to get into a lot of fights and argument because I was always on edge, you know, waiting for somebody to say something to me or waiting for waiting for my for my chance to 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 react, right? Being hyper emotional and always in my feelings. And it wasn't until I got around my grandfather and other men that I saw like, hey, you get that from your mother. Like you you think you think being hard which you you, you think you being hard and you know you can't take nothing and can't nobody say nothing to me. But that's not a male trait. That's a that's a female trait. When you get to thinking like, can't nobody say nothing to me, and I, I need to respond to everything, and and, right. and being that hyper emotional, that was that's that's what I was. That wasn't. I thought that was me being a man. Like, yeah, I'm hard, and you know, can't nobody say nothing to me, and I always got an attitude. And like you see it now, it's like, man, I was reacting like these housewives throwing drinks in people's faces and stuff. It's like, right. yo, that's you know, what I mean, that's not that's not how a man responds to that. That's not how right. a man handles his problems. Right. I I was just I was just listening to somebody talking about um the systematic breakdown of a black man, meaning that they had a program for women who could get low income housing, but it was only for the mother and the children. Oh that, no, no males. That program still exists. If a woman is on section eight, she cannot have a boyfriend and she'll lose everything if she get married. That I mean, what I mean, excuse my French. What in the fuck is that? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me. And I mean, when I when I when I hear people talk about it on a bigger scale, it's like, like it's like I mean, y'all don't want the fathers in the kids' life. I mean, you got fathers out here, you know, that may not be with the mother and may you know still have like a decent relationship with the children. But might not have the best relationship with the mother, and the mother like you know what I'm gonna give you the I'm gonna give you the hardest time possible, because we not together and I'm bitter and I'm gonna make sure that I give you hell. And so some fathers give up, and I'm like, I, I get it, but you you can't because the 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 long term effects of you not being in your child's life is dramatic, like very dramatic. And I know for me, I can't necessarily say that. Um, my shortcomings as a young man specifically came from the fact that my father wasn't in my life. It was more so me being intrigued on street life, me being intrigued on how to sell drugs, me being intrigued on how it felt to carry a gun and how people would see me. So it wasn't, you know, the fact that my father wasn't there that I acted like that. I think I did it just based on the environment that I was living in. And so it, it, it bothers me to hear some of these programs where, you know, where we, we accept you, you and your kids, but can't no man be around. I'm like, what is that? I'm, 
I'm confused about that. Like, like totally confused about that. I mean, what, what, I mean, how, I mean, how, when you hear about that, how does that make you feel when you hear that? I think it, I think it's a bit a bit upsetting and heartbreaking to know that there's programs that put in a place that almost incentivize women for not being with the father. And Dang, I you, get said, it you said incentivize. I like that. I like that term. You said incentivize. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. There are some guys that that are you know blowing and not doing what they're supposed to do, but the idea of taking a man's driver's license and locking him up for missing child support payments sounds crazy. It's like, well, if you lock me up for not paying child support, how am I, I going to pay? pay? Exactly. And you know, I think some of that has to do with the with the private prisons, but that's a whole nother issue. Um, yeah, that's a whole nother yeah, story. Like to incentivize, you know, like there's programs where, okay, well, we'll give you housing assistance just as long as you don't have no man. Right. Or, you know, I mean, it's 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 heartbreaking to see that this, that, that women, you know, it's almost as like, like the saying, like I could do bad by myself. It was like, you actually do better if you kick me out the picture. That's, I mean, and it's almost like that's what the, that's what these programs, you know, are, are doing by default, basically taking a man out of the household period. And I was looking online and I was looking at some numbers and it says, uh, there's a crisis in America, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, 19.7, 19.7 million children are more than one in four that doesn't have a father in a household. Yeah. Well, nineteen point seven million. That's <laughs> that's crazy, and I don't think that's I don't think that that's just black fathers. I think it's just fathers. Period. Yeah, because um, I got the the uh, statistics from um, the Census Bureau in D.C. and um, and the African American home. It is almost sixty six percent are fatherless. Our father grow without their father. 66. I mean, and, so and, and this is serious because this one says 2017 U.S. Census Bureau data uh, represented children living without a biological father, yeah. a stepfather, or adoptive father. Like, just nothing. Yeah. 19.7 million kids, just no dad. Yeah. That's crazy. That is, that is. That is hard to think about, man. And then it's like we we look at some of the other statistics, you know, um, uh, four times greater to be a poverty risk, yeah. uh, more likely to have behavioral problems, yep. uh, two times greater to have uh, infant mortality, more likely to go to jail, more likely to commit a crime, uh, teen pregnancy, uh, more likely to face uh, abuse and neglect, uh, more likely to abuse drugs and alcohol, Two times more likely to suffer from obesity. Two times more likely to be a high school dropout. Yeah, just just not having that one figure in the household. That's crazy. Just that element of That's a father. Crazy. Just, just that masculine energy, right? The numbers for teen teen pregnancy is ridiculous. Um, when you look at uh, daughters that grow without their father. And I think about my own daughters, man, because I got one daughter. She's 23. And my youngest baby girl, she's five. And it's like, you know, 
you know, after my father passed in uh, 2010, it, it, it felt like, you know, I had no choice but to be the best father I could be. And not only because I didn't have my father anymore, but just for the fact that I had them yeah. and I'm still here. I mean, same thing for my brother. I mean, I actually watched my brother from afar and kind of saw him, you know, kind of navigate as well. I mean, even though I had my first daughter before him, but after he had his daughter, it was kind of like I had, you know, something to look at, you know, something, something to be like, oh, okay, I should be doing that. Or, okay, I should be doing this. You know what I mean? I didn't have that at first. All I had was the street. And all I knew was, you know, after I was done with my mandatory vacation, I would just come home and, you know, try to, you know, buy gifts and, you know, try to uh, get back in good that way. And that didn't work. Because at that point, you know, they still looked at me like, you know, you a street dude. You a thug. We don't want you around this little girl. You a thug. And it's like, yeah, I get that, but I'm still her father, though. Yeah. And you shouldn't want to keep me away from her because, you know, because of what my, you know, what my conditions are where I live. I mean, I, I can't change that. It's not like I got money to go and move to a better neighborhood. I got to kind of work it out and, and, and do what I can. And so it's like, once I graduated high school, um, I was fortunate enough to go to college. And once I went to college, it was like that was four years rough because, you know, the relationship is already rocky and now I'm off to college. Yeah. So I'm off living my life trying to, you know, make calls, go by, you know, um, you know, do whatever I can to try to, you know, um, so to speak, keep the relationship mended. But it was hard to do so. With, with me trying to do school and college and trying to live my life. And so it, it, it just, it just got, it just got complicated for me. Um, but I still felt like it was no, no excuse for me not to be in my daughter's life. And I mean, we had some struggles. Um, we had some, we definitely had some struggles and we definitely had some good times, but I feel like um, high school was the milestone. I mean, once she was graduating high school and I got the call that she wanted me to be there. I mean, it took me, 15 minutes before I could do anything because <laughs> I was just like, wow. Like after all of that, you, she still want me to come to her graduation. So it was like, I wasn't going to pass up on that. I mean, that's, that's a milestone regardless of how, how, you know, how people, you know, minimize it. But I mean, graduating from high school and having your mother and your father there is like the ultimate, Yeah, you know, and I, and I can look back when I graduated, you know, um, my father, <laughs> my father was dead, but he wasn't in the graduation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, I mean, he was dead. He was outside, but oh, he didn't, okay. he wasn't inside. So I don't, I, so it's funny, but I never look at it, um, you know, in a negative way because I feel like he was there. Yeah. He showed up and that's all that mattered to me. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I just didn't, I just didn't understand, um, you know, some of the things that dudes were going through that didn't have fathers because we didn't really get into these type of talks. And so I wanted to kind of, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to talk with you and kind of, you know, get your perspective on it, you know? And so if you had to give somebody um, a perspective of, of, of not having a dad um, and still kind of moving forward, like, like what would that perspective and that process look like? Um, well, first of all, you know, just anybody that's going through it, man, um, 
you're not alone, right? It's it's hard, but but you're not alone, and and there is a way to navigate it. Um, just by finding that environment, right? Um, I think sports is so important um, because it puts you in an environment where you're around positive males and not a lot of street dudes all the time because being in the streets and around the streets, that rub off on you. You get to thinking that, you know, that's, that's you know, this is the masculine love I needed. The dudes in the streets, right. they love me, right? Well, you right. know, anybody got you selling, you know, or, or doing illegal activities, but their gain, they really not loving you. They more like pimping you. But so just finding those environments and knowing that, you know, it's not easy, but but your story, your past, right? Everything we go through, it's not always for you, right? Some of the things I went through was so I could be here right now telling somebody else that I made it, right? So here I am, fast forward, I haven't seen my father in 30 years, right? But I made it. I still made it out to be a successful man. I still made it out to, to be in a situation where I didn't have any children to put to put a children through the same barrier. I, I got married, right. right? So I was able, I made it, right? So the, regardless of how your story starts, that's not how it's going to end, right? You can still make right. it. You can still push right. through. You can still persevere. There's still opportunities, right? I know you're feeling hurt. You know what I mean? I was angry all the time, right? I felt like, like, why me? Like, why God? Why don't I have no father? All that anger and that hurt, right? It let me know, like, you know, why not you? What you're going through is uniquely special so you can pass it down to somebody else, so you can uplift somebody else. Right, you're strong enough to carry this burden. That's why you, right? You're strong enough to deal with this pain. That's why I picked you, right? The burden that I was given was uniquely given to me so I can help and encourage and inspire somebody else. My pain led to my passion. So I definitely want to encourage anybody, right? You know, not to be angry, not to be upset, right? It's unfortunate, right? Nobody picked their parents. Nobody picked how we got here, but we got here. And your situation may not be ideal. Your situation may not be perfect but you can still make it, right? You can still shape shape it into something good, something successful, something beautiful, something admirable, right? But you still have to do the work, right? It took me going the wrong way for a long time until I found out the right way and I started doing the work. So that's the, the, the main thing that I would give somebody and, and put yourself in an environment with people that are doing things that you want to do, right? I surrounded myself with married men for five years because I wanted to be a husband. So I went seeking opportunities where I could be around men that were doing this and doing this well. Right. Right. So that's something that, you know, men have to come together and find somebody that's doing what you want to do, regardless of what it is. Right. You want to be a good father, getting organizations and, and be around men that are actually good fathers. You want to be a good man, find men that are doing quote unquote, what you believe is a good man. Because if you engage in activities that men are going to jail for, that that's I mean you go it's it, it that's that's just how it happens right your circle right who you surround yourself with so for me being surrounded by men that were doing something positive being surrounded putting myself in environments where I could learn how to be a man outside of my neighborhood um, and, and understanding that it wasn't my fault and those are all the things that helped me get to where I am now understanding like this is not my fault and and not to 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 blame myself. Right. So I was, I was, I'm, and, I, and while you talking, I'm looking at this poll that Don Lemon did um, from CNN, and Don Lemon said that there are more than 72 percent of African American births out of wedlock. Right. That's one. 72 percent. 
And then it says the and then it says the racial or ethnic group, which is the breakdown. And, and it's and it's and it's funny how you you was right on point. So it says non-Hispanic whites is twenty five percent. Hispanics is forty two percent. White, I'm, I'm sorry, not white. Uh, American Indian and Native Alaskans are fifty three percent. Non his non Hispanic blacks sixty seven percent. Sixty seven percent. That's that's over half. Yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy, and we and we and we got to do something about that. So I think for me, I want to get into, um, you know, figuring out um, a little bit more about um, mentorships. Um, you know, just places where um, it's men talking to young men. I mean, I was going to the jails. I, I, I was doing prison ministry for a while. Um, life kind of, you know, took me for a loop, and my schedule was kind of thrown off a little bit and I really enjoy doing that but I want to get back into just you know talking to these young men um and just letting them know that there's men out here that have been through what they gone through and also still willing to help them get through what they going through and I, I think and, and I think that's where I'm at and so um even with that being said um before we shut it down um tell everybody you know a little bit about your show and, and, and what your show brings to the table for for men in general? Um, uh, first of all, salute to you, man. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm happy to be on the podcast, the Six Man. What you're doing right now is is something that um, is helping men. So definitely, you in it. You may not be doing it the way you thought you were doing it, but you're doing it now. Um, wow! So salute Appreciate to you, that. man. And uh, it, it's just nice to see it coming to fruition because you said you was going to do it. Uh, I did, and I appreciate the execution. Uh, my show is Ministry. Uh, we help boys become men. Uh, previously on, on WBGR, um, for contact information, you can find me on all social media platforms, um, King Akintade, uh, King.Akintade on Instagram, that's A-K-I-N-T-A-D-E, um, Collins Akintade on Facebook, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking for avenues for me to um, inspire, encourage, and empower men to be better. Um, across the board. That's just my mission. I think that, you know, every man has the opportunity to get better in some form or fashion. And I want to help. Yeah, man. I think I think at this point, um, I feel like it's, it's something that we have to do. It's, it's the calling, man. We have to. I mean, because these youngins, they dying at a rapid rate and ain't nobody out here showing them no love, man. I think that's what they need. I mean, some like you like we were saying earlier, some you know, some of these young men think that showing love is is, is weak and it's not. No. Showing love is a is a real strength, you know what I mean? Cause it takes a lot for another man to show another man love and, and that's what these youngest need, man. And and it ain't enough of that going on. So I mean for me personally, like I told somebody, you know, not too long ago, like I didn't really know what this was gonna look like, how this show was gonna look and how you know, it was going to turn out. And, and and like you just said, like, you know, I I didn't realize that I was going to be impacting people, you know, um, as much as I was because I get feedback and I get, um, you know, um, some motivation. But at times, you know, you, you do it, you do an episode and you don't hear, you know, you don't hear, um, you don't hear that much feedback. But then right when you least expect it, somebody call you or you see somebody in the street and be like, man, I'm, I've been listening to you, man. I like what you're doing. And then it just, it just solidifies what you've been doing and confirms, 
your thoughts and it just allows you not to doubt yourself and just keep going. I mean, and you said it earlier, you know, even without the father, you still have to keep pushing. But even with that, it has to be some men um, in, in that young man's life in, in one shape and in, in, in one way, shape or form. And I feel like for me, I try to speak to every young man that I come across, even if I don't know him, if I'm walking down the street, going in the giant, walking into, you know, Lido's pizza, whatever. If I see a young man, and we and we catch eye contact. I say, "Hey, what's going on?" You know, I try to speak to him. I mean, because you just never know when something might come up. I remember I had a conversation with a young guy. He was selling the candy and stuff. He was saying it was for you know a um, a fundraiser. And I looked him up and down. I said, "What what's the name of the fundraiser?" He gave me some bogus name. And so I just start, you know, uh, I guess um, just talking to him. You know, just saying where he was at, where he was from, what he was doing out there for real. Why was he out there? And I just, you know, kind of talked to him, you know what I mean? I felt like, you know, maybe I touched him, maybe I impacted him, maybe I didn't, but at least I extended my olive branch, you feel me? And I feel like it, it needs to be more men extending that olive branch to these young men because they need it, man. They need it real, they they need it in a, in a major way. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be looking at a few things, man. Um, I was really appreciative um, that I even got an invite, you know, on your show. And I think, uh, I got an invite on your show because me and you was on um um my spirit my spiritual mother show and yeah. it was just like you know I guess we you know we kind of talked and you was like you know what man I got a show next week man can you come up I'm like exactly I mean yeah I can do that you know and like you said I talked to you about doing this and you know I'm 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 36 episodes in so it's like that's I can't big, stop that's a big and the kids consistency man so. Definitely hats off to you, man. Uh, keep grinding, man. 36 episodes, that's a lot, man. That's that consistency. Yeah, and I'm and I'm trying, and I'm trying to, you know, not stay on one topic. I'm not trying to stay on one thing. I'm trying to, you know, broaden it a little bit and talk about some stuff that people necessarily don't really talk about um, from time to time. And I, and I just want to keep bringing it to them. So I feel like, um, honestly, I feel like I know for a fact that this won't be the last time that me and you do this. I already kind of know that. And um, I already know that uh, it'll be some other topics that may come up that we can probably um, tackle and talk about and, uh, you know, get some people um, some stuff to think about. So, man, I just wanted to thank you, man, for giving me some time. I know, you know, we all got lives, we all got schedules, but I I appreciate you taking some time with me um, to chop it up um, and just share some of the, you know, some of your perspective um, about, about the topic fatherless sons and just sharing, you know, some of uh, um some of your life experience about growing up and not having a father. So um man, again I appreciate you. Um whenever I get a chance to get you back on, I'm definitely gonna hit you up so we can get back on. And um um I, I would just say, man, if you need me back on the show at some point, let me know and uh just stay connected to me, man. All right, man. Peace, man. Definitely man. You be easy. Thanks, appreciate brother. it. All right. Peace. Japur's Clothing is a new stylish black-owned brand established in 2016. They explore unfamiliar territories in the clothing industry by tailoring their Euro Street vibe into their entire product line to enrich their vision to their customers and all of their clients. In a world where you can be anything, Japur's says, be you, be versatile. 
Shapur's clothing can also be found at www.shopshapur'sclothing.com. And Shapur's clothing is also an official partner of this show. Real Talk with the Six Man. Shapur's. Be you. Be versatile. What's going on, Miss Lady? Nothing. How are you? How you doing? Good. So look, so um, I know this is going to be um different for you, you know, because we discussed it a little bit, and you said it was going to be a little different, but you said you 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 volunteered to do it, and so for me, I think it's big um that you'll take some time to uh, share some of your life experience on this topic, um, and so I just wanted to start out by saying thank you first and foremost for uh, coming through and just having this candid conversation with me. And I know things may um, take you back down memory lane, so to speak, and you may speak on a few things if you want to, if you want to, um, you may speak on a few things that may make you feel, you know, have you feel. So I just wanted to give you the disclaimer now. I mean, you, you, you open to talk about whatever you want. Um, and we, we, we can go as far um, as you would like to go. Um, if you would like to get in detail you know, with some of your, you know, your situations or your life experiences um, as it relates to this topic, um, feel free to do so. Okay. So um, I wanted to talk about um, fatherless children. And in my last episode, I spoke to a gentleman um, who, um, you know, never had his father. His father was deported. Um, his father was never in his life. And uh, he actually shared some of the difficulties of not having his father in his life. Um, you know, um, as as a um, as a hard way of living, he also expressed um, some of the concerns that he has for some of the grown, you know, some of the grown men out here now that don't step up, and you know, has this major effect on these young on the younger generation. Um, mm-hmm. and they, you know, they tend to wild out. They tend to, you know, take the mother's, um. Uh, form so to speak I mean because I was talking to somebody um, I think it was uh, night before last and we had a conversation about young men taking um, some of their mother's characteristics in terms of how they deal with stuff emotionally and a lot mm-hmm. of and, and they don't have that man figure in the house to kind of see the difference between how a woman would handle something versus how a man would handle something okay and so I think that's a it's a big difference in you know how how they see things and, and how they react to things. So, um, so statistics. So, some statistics that I saw um, online was, was was very alarming to me, um, and I went over in my um, in my other in my other episode. But I'm I'm online again now, and I'm looking at some other statistics that I think um, that are horrific. And so, one of them is 63% of suicides from fatherless homes. Um, is a very high statistical number, and it's five times the the uh, the country's average. And I think that's alarming because it just means that people get to a point where they don't have their father, and then they, you know, end up you know committing suicide for whatever reason at whatever age it may be. And then there's another statistic that says ninety percent of homeless and 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 runaway children are primarily out of fatherless homes. And that's 32 times the national average. 
And so some of these numbers, how you how you just said wow. I mean, some of these numbers are alarming. It's another number on here. It says eighty five percent of all children who have behavioral disorders come from fatherless homes. Twenty times the the national average. And so these numbers, you know, are very high. Seventy one percent of all high school dropouts come from fatherless homes. Uh. And this is the and this is nine times the national average. And so, um, you know, some of the key factors of fatherless children, uh, they say they are most uh, most likely most likely to drop out of school, um, you know, get involved with drugs and alcohol. I mean, just basically, you know, have a spiral life, you know, from not having that father figure in, you know, in their life, in their life, statistically speaking. And so um, just just hearing some of that, um, you know, as a woman, um, how does that make you feel? How does that make you feel? I mean, just just it's, just it's, just for people in general. I mean, it's sad and it's crazy. I mean, I do appreciate the fathers that do step up, um, the fathers that do raise their children and that are in their children's lives. Um, but I see it from two standpoints. So you can have a single mom that's trying to raise kids and the father's not in their lives, and it's a struggle. Right. Sometimes, sometimes. Um, the parent can get stressed, depressed, and can't handle it. So she gives up or she may just start taking her anger out on the kid because the father's not around and start blaming the kid and saying, it's your fault your father's left or you look too much like your father. So I've seen a, a, a lot of that. Okay. And that can damage the kid as well. I would agree. Um, that will have, you know, kids out here going, uh, doing drugs, robbed and hang with the wrong people, just trying to fit in, just trying to find that love because one, the father's not there and then two, the mother's blaming the kid for the father being gone or the mother's so stressed and she's depressed and she's just not functioning and she's just like, she's not there. She's there but she's not there. So the child is just feeling alone. Right. And then you have a parent that's trying to raise a child, the father's not around for whatever reason, and it's a lot. It's a, it's, it's a struggle. So you're doing the, doing the best that you can, but it's hard for a woman to try to raise a man. You can only raise a man of what you know, and there's a lot of things out there that I I don't know how to I don't know how to be a man. Right. I, I just can. You know, I mean, you're not a man. Right. I can just do what what I know. Right. So I think it's important for kids to have both parents, especially if they're alive and in their will. And there's no, you know, and there's no reason for them not to be in their child's life. So right. I mean, that, you bring up a great point. I mean, because um, having both parents, you get that balance. You get you yes. get what you, you get you get what you need from your mom, the nurturing, the you know whatever she's good at, and then you get the. The, the protection side, the strong side, you know, the, the, the thinking side from your father. And so it's a good balance. But like you say, it's a struggle if you don't have that father figure in your house. And it's almost like, you know, what did you do at that point? And you said that you basically raised that son, um, specifically raised that son, um, you know, from what you've seen or what you've known meant to be in your life. Right, and, to the best and, of my ability. Right. Right. And but 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 it's but it's way is is a bigger difference of having that male figure 
so that way your son can relate to that male figure because that you know it'll be a relatable situation regardless if it's an uncle or if it's a, a cousin. I mean, that's all fine, well and good, but it's nothing like a father having his son and learning, you know, from each other. Learning from each other. Yeah. And so um, I know we talked a little bit. We talked a little bit um, about it. And I know you said that um, you actually um, were, were dealing with a situation that kind of um, led up to the conversation. So um, what, what, what part... What part of um of that of that um, situation would you like to share with us? Well, I have a a four year old son who has a father that's um, that's living in well. Um, his father chooses not to come around for whatever reason. I don't know. Um, he don't come around. He doesn't call. He doesn't you know see the child. The child acts about his father so I'll let him call his father his father doesn't answer and then I'll just say you know your dad didn't answer he's at work he used to ask why 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 all the time but the last the last time that he called he just said okay and your and your son is how old he's four he just turned four. Oh wow so um prior to that I was a little um angry and hurt um, because he didn't want to be in a child's life. And I just felt like, you know, my son didn't ask to be here and he has a father. His father spends time with his other kids, but he doesn't spend time with my kids. So it took me a while to get over it. I oh, 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 so, so he has other kids. He has other children. Yes. Um, can we, can, I mean, can I ask how many children does he have? Um, he has an older daughter that's in her twenties. Okay. And she has two children. Um, one is Jeremiah's age, and the other one is a year under Jeremiah. He has another daughter. I want to say she's may, she might be sixteen. Okay. And then he has a son. And I ah, say, so he does have a son. He wow. does. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I want to make that make, about, that makes it that makes it even more interesting. Yeah. Because you would think that if you have a relationship with your other son, why wouldn't you want to have, a, you know, another outstanding relationship with another man from you that you can help groom and, and, and mold and, and, and put out in, um, out in the population? Yeah. That's crazy. So I, I, I'm not sure why he, he's acting the way he's acting. I know that his father wasn't in his life. I mean, it's a, However, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a cycle that kind of, you know, kind of repeats itself. That's rinse true. And, rinse and repeat. I mean, it's sad. It's sad for me to say that, but it's pretty much rinse and repeat. I mean, literally, like, I mean, I looked up, I looked up some statistics earlier, and the only reason why I know them off the top of my head is because I've been really like, you know, into this for the last, you know, two or three days. Um, mm-hmm. basically saying that I wanted to get into it. Um, but, um, there was a, there was a, um, a census did, uh, 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 the U S U S census bureau did a census, Uh um, back in 2017, I believe it was. And they said, according to this U S census, that it's 19.7 million children. (laughs) That's without a father, you know, in, in the household. Wow. One in the, and, and and it goes deep. It says one out of every one, one one in every four, one in every four houses out of nineteen 
1.7 million people don't have a father. And oh, I mean, that's, okay. that's, that's, you know, that's, uh, that's biological father. Um, that's, um, stepfather, you know, or that's, um, an adoptive father, mm. you know what I mean? So that means, any, you know, any way you can have a father, you, you just don't have one. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. It, it's, it's alarming. I mean, now that I'm actually looking at it and I'm actually talking to some people and I'm getting different perspectives. I mean, it's, it's alarming. And, and the, and the most, and the most alarming of them all is, um, is the is the ethnic groups right so uh-huh. you got the different ethnic groups and these are the percentages for each ethnic group of 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 children just in general that don't have fathers in the household so the non-hispanic white male is 25 percent uh, right uh-huh. the the hispanic male is 42 percent American Indian and Native Alaskans are fifty three percent. Non Hispanic Blacks are sixty seven percent. You feel me? Uh. And and so you know with how things are going, um, you know the 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 element of these young men out here reacting in a way. Of of how they see their mothers react um, is 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 I'm not gonna say it's alarming, but it's it's kind of um, it's kind of what they know uh-huh. because they because they don't have that male figure. And I know when I was young, you know, um, my mother. I mean, I, I got my ass whooped, period, point blank. And. My mother did a hell of a job raising two sons in Southeast. And so I tell people all the time, my father, he he was there. He was there. But I feel like for the most part, I wanted to, you know, um, I was really enticed with how the street like looked uh-huh. and how it would look if I was evolving in it. Okay. If that makes any sense. Like when I, I, I always tell this story about me. Um, purchasing a handgun at you know at a very young age for a little bit amount of money, and I think when I got that handgun in my possession, it just changed my life. You know, at that point, it 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 actually took my life in a totally different direction. And it wasn't that I wanted that that was the path that I wanted to go, but it was kind of the path that I chose for myself based on the decisions I was starting to make. Wow. And so you know, I, I'm carrying a gun to school. I'm smoking weed. I'm drinking a little bit with the homies now. I got this chip on my shoulder. You know, can't nobody do shit to me. You know, I'm kind of, you know, I'm on, not on top of the world, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a man. Right. You know what I mean? And so when I grew up back in, you know, late 80s, early 90s, it was different than what it is now. I don't know so many dudes back in the day that wore their pants hanging down. Right. On their ass, it just you know it just don't happen. We we just didn't do that. You know what I mean? It's so many things that I can, you know, kind of point out. You know, and and, and the main one that I point out is the femininity of, of these young men. And when I say femininity, I mean based off how they just let their ass show. They wear these tight pants. They wearing purses now. I mean, they just doing everything that they seeing on TV, meaning that they don't have an image of really who they are. Right. Is is like totally destroying their mind. They think they are the amigos, versus 
you know, one of the male figures in their household, whether it be the father, the uncle, you know, somebody. They don't have nobody to look up to to emulate. Right. And and I think that's that's what's destroying them, you know, really. And so when you kind of start sharing your story about um, your son's father, it, I took it to hop because I felt a certain type of way about it because I felt like, well, damn, I, you know, even when you was telling me I was trying to navigate and was like, oh, okay, oh, okay. But then the part that you that I gravitated towards was you was like, well, um, he has other kids and he also has another son. I was like, wait a minute, what? And you was like, yeah, but he don't even spend time with this son. I'm like, wait. So then I was like, well, what happened with y'all? Was y'all cool? You was like, yeah, I think we was all right. It's just, I don't know. And it's And, and when you say you don't know, to me, that's like, you know, something's going on there. When 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 something's going on and you just don't know why it's happening. Yeah, he won't um he won't answer the phone, he won't respond to texts, he won't respond to emails. So I don't know um why he is the way he is with my son. Um I've asked him, um, you know, why why he feel like he can just, you know, run pop up here, pop up this. He's never stayed no longer than twenty minutes to visit his son. Wow. Um, the last time. What about birthday? Do we come to the birthday? No, my son just had a birthday. He didn't call my son on his birthday. He didn't wow. call my son on Christmas. Mm-mm. So it's just the last visit he came to see my son because his because my um his father's his grandmother died. Um, and he just came to see him. He stayed about fifteen minutes, and then told him he was going to come back tomorrow, mm-hmm. and he didn't show. So my son stood at the door crying. I was just like, that was the last draw. Like, you, you're not going to play with him like that. He has feelings. He asks about you. He he wants to know where his daddy is. He see all the other kids with their daddies in school when they have um, daddy day at school and he's the only one there w- without a father. Right. And they don't want the mothers to come because it's supposed to be a daddy's day. Correct. So, um, I still haven't got to the point where when my son asked me, you know, why is my daddy not around or why do my dad, why my daddy don't want me? I don't know what I'm going to say. Like, that's going to crush my heart. Like, I just, I'm not prepared to answer that question because I don't know. I mean, but let's, but let's, but let's, but let's be positive here. Let's, let's say you might not have to. And that would be an awesome thing. That would be an awesome thing because every kid deserves to have both parents. In their lives, so I, I mean, I hope that he eventually have a change of heart and decide to spend time with him. But you know, he's he's getting older. He's four. I mean, he's not that old, but he's four. But he oh, he's smart. He asks a lot of questions. Oh yeah, oh he's yeah. He's doing yeah. a lot of things in oh, school. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you know, he just and he. My daughter, my daughter, five, and she, yeah, I be looking at her like, what? What you just asked me? Like, what? How you learn that? <laughs> So, so he so so he definitely smart. So, um, how does that how does that conversation look though? I mean, because I'm I'm pretty sure at this point, if, if 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 I'm if I'm picturing this um this situation correctly, you've already had a conversation in regards to you know what's going on. Why you not you know why you not saying what's up with your son? He'll just say I'm gonna do better. I'm gonna do better. I'm gonna do better. That's it. There's nothing else. Like he he doesn't say anything else. We ran into him. And his other son at the shoe store. Mm. And he just kissed my son on his forehead and left and walked away. Oh, my God. So it's just like, wow. Like, 
I don't know. Then my son, he seeks attention from men. Like when my brother's around, he he all he wants to be up under him. He doesn't want him to leave. When my oldest son is here, he wants to be up under him. He doesn't want him to leave. When um, I had a contractor come to do some work on my house, he wanted to be around the contract. And I'm like, no, let him work. Like, you know, you don't know him, but I don't want, I don't want it to become, I don't want my son to, I'm, I'm afraid for my son to get close to men because there's a lot of, you know, guys out here to do things to kids. And I just don't want him to be that vulnerable. Right. Whereas though he, he's seeking attention from men and then something happens. Right. So I keep, I keep him close. Like I don't, I don't let him go places. I don't, I don't let him spend the night. I always keep him close. And, you know, a lot of people, a lot of my friends say, you, that's why he cries so much. That's why he's spoiled because you keep him close. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know what else to do. Like, I can, you know, play football with him, play ba- baseball, basketball, and do little things for little boys to do to be rough. But I'm not a man. So, so for the most part, so for the most part, you know, um, just just advice wise, um, what I what I would suggest is, what I would suggest is I would um, maybe seek counsel, and when I say counsel, maybe seek counsel of one of your good girlfriends, your GGFs, and that what they call them, GGFs. No, good good good, good girlfriend. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> Um, you know, seek counsel to from one of your good girlfriends, and you know, make sure that they have a son, and 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 if they have a situation where the father is kind of there, um, or if they have experience in, in what you're dealing with, maybe they can kind of, you know, give you that time frame and what you may have to, you know, do to get yourself ready to allow him to venture off, because you're gonna have to let him venture off at some point, right. You- you gonna have to you gonna have to let him venture off so he can learn some things on his own, and and develop you know some 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 building blocks in his own head, and he may get you know some of those traits from you know the different you know men that's in your family you know like your dad or you know your your son or you know you know family members cousins uncles you know and let him kind of and and let him kind of build from there. I'm not saying just let him you know streamline out the door. And, Whenever somebody want watching you, like, ah, right, yeah, he can stay over there. But I mean, at some point, because I was, I mean, even with my daughter, I was the same way. I mean, when my daughter was younger, um, you know, people always call you, oh, let me, let me spend some time with that baby. And I mean, I didn't really care about, you know, her not being around me. But my whole thing was her not being around me, and something happens to her. Mm-hmm. That's the part that I, I don't think I would be able to deal with. So I, so I feel you a hundred percent. But in, but in hindsight, but in hindsight of the conversation that we having, at some point though, you gonna have to you know figure out a way, you know map that plan though to kind of let him venture out every now and then just so just so one so he can see how it is without being around you and and you being able to see how it is without him and seeing if it's something you know that's tangible because it may help him you know what I mean if that makes mm-hmm. sense it may help him grow a little bit and it may help him you know where he's not always up under you and he may get you know, um, blessed to have, you know, somebody who, you know, who will look out for him. I mean, because for me, I had a situation where I had a friend of mine who had a son. Um, they were from um, Arkansas. Uh-huh. She was originally from here, um, originally from here, but she moved out that way, started a life, um, had some kids and had a son. Um, and he, he was getting into some trouble up there and she was here, living here. So she uh, moved him up here 
um, she called me one day um, out of the blue. And I was like, what's going on? I was like, I ain't talked to you in a while or whatever. And she was like, look, I've been following you on social media. She was like, and you are doing a wonderful job, you know, with your daughters. And I, I'm loving the way, you know, you, I'm, I'm just seeing your maturity. You know, you, you, you still, you still, you still you, but you, you maturing a lot. And she was like, I think it would be nobody else that can teach my son how to kind of, you know, get out of this rut that he in than you, you know, the streets, you've been involved, you know, in all of that, you know, type of stuff, but you turned it around you doing something totally different. Uh-huh. And so it was a shock for me because I wasn't expecting it. You know, I, I really was not expecting somebody to be looking at me and like, can you be a mentor for my son? I'm like, whoa! I was I was taken back for a minute. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And 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 so I I went and met the young man. We talked a couple times, and then I eventually decided to go ahead and do this um this whole mentoring thing. And it was an 18 month program, and it was not an easy program. Um, the way it was set up, it was military style. Um, and um, it was called a freeway challenge. It's up in Maryland. Um, up in uh, Aberdeen, Maryland. Uh-huh. And it, it was a challenge for boys and girls, um, military driven again. And um, so it was structured. You know, I, I, they would go up there, they would have classes, they would do stuff. Um, the mentors would be able to come and meet them um, once, I think it was once or twice a month. Um, I drove up, we had like lunch. I, I was able to take them off the campus for a couple hours, talk to them. And so it was, it was, it was a whole program. It was a whole okay. program. And it was, and it was good to see him. Um, you know, get through that program and 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 and, and kind of do a little bit better, you know, in what he's doing. But one of the things that hit me while I was there is I was there talking to him, um, and uh, some of the other guys who were waiting for visitations didn't have anybody visiting them. Mm-hmm. And so I found myself talking to my mentee at the table, and then a couple of other guys came over, and you know, just come and sat down and just kind of start talking. But as I'm talking to my mentee, they start listening to me. So as I'm talking, they listen. I'm talking a little bit more. They listening. Then as I, you know, as I recognize that they're listening, then I, you know, I, I, I get them into the conversation, interact with them. And so as I'm talking to them, I talk to one youngin, and he like, you know, I'm 17 and I got a son and I'm trying to get out of here because I'm trying to do right and this, that, and the third. I said, man, that's what's up, young blood. You got to do that. I said, man, because you know what? When I was your age, you know, 17, I had, I had, I had a child too. He was like, oh, word. I was like, yeah. When I was your age. He was like, how old are you? I think at the time I was like 38, 39. He was like, what? I was, I was like, yeah. He was like, you look our age. I was like, no, nah, I, I appreciate that. But yeah, I'm nowhere near <laughs> y'all age. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I, I think, I think you know, just the the the, famili- the familiarity with me and the, how relatable I was, they all related to me. And one, I noticed that none of them had a male figure that was coming to see them, even though um, it was a mentee and family oriented program, meaning either the mentee can show up or the or the fam or a family member can show up. Okay. And in some, you know, in some cases with the kids that were sitting at the table, either neither neither showed up. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you got this program, you signed up, you had to, you know, I had to do a background check, all that. And so you had to go through all of this, you had to go through this whole process. And you mean to tell me you got this this program. And it's it is not a bad program. I'm just pointing out you know something that i saw right and 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 you got this designated day to come and see this young man and neither the mentee nor the family member comes and shows up wow you know that, what would that do another setback for the child exactly exactly so you know through the process i was happy that i was able to be there for for my mentee as much as um as much as i could but even within that process i realized that 
I was not totally ready for it either. You know, it was times and moments where I may have dropped the ball as well, might not have communicated as much as I was supposed to, you know, based on me having my own life and my own schedule. Mm -hmm. And that's no excuse, but I mean, I'm just looking at it in hindsight now, how important that mentorship, you know, piece is, it's very important. It's very, very important. And I, I feel like, um, you know, I'm, I'm very hopeful that, you know, you know, your son's father will, you know, I don't know, maybe turn it around because he, your, your son, he going to need it. And I know you know that. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's the sad truth that, you know, it's so many of these fathers across the world, you know, whether they, they locked up and, and can't be there or they out on the street and just don't want to be there. Like, that's that's not cool. That's not cool. And then for the fathers that's trying to be there and the mothers don't let them. You know what I'm saying? It's like so much, it's so many variables that, that 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 plays into that. It's not right. just, you know, it's not just the father just not being there. I mean, even though we're looking at the statistics and all that, which is fine, well and good, but it's those statistics strike me as, you know, you got all of those scenarios, you know, fathers that's locked up that can't be there, or fathers that's home that just don't know how to be there. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, them fathers that want to be about the, the son's life but the baby mother blocking them, you know? Yeah. Or, 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 you know, or in a case where um, the father has been gone for so long but then the father tries to come back but then the child is like, man, look, I don't know you. You've been gone so long. What's the point? And by that point, you know, you know, 14, 15 years old, it's, it's, I mean, they had the point of no return. They're going, they're going, they're going to do and, and and figure out what it is they need to do for themselves. You know, in that capacity, they're they're not going to really need that male figure. I mean, from from the father who was absent, because they don't want to hear from him. Right. At this point, they like whatever. And so now, and and now I'm kind of talking about myself because what did I have? I, I mean, I had my father. You know, he was there, cool, cool dude. But the times that he wasn't. Guess what I had? I had the OGs. You know what I'm saying? I had, I had, I had, you know, drugs. I had other things that I dealt with outside of, you know, you know, really having that strong, you know, relationship with my father. But it wasn't necessarily, you know, about not having him around. I just was intrigued with the streets. And nine times out of ten, that happens to a lot of kids. Right. They get intrigued, they get enticed, and they want to be in that street, man. So, um, I just felt like, man, you know, your story, man, is 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 um is is uh it's sad, man. I mean, cause I mean, here it is. You sound like you are doing everything you can do for your son by yourself, but you just don't have that help. I mean, you're not looking for you know the relationship piece anymore, from what I can hear. You just want that piece you know, for your son and his father to have a relationship and I mean you just not getting it. That's... No, I'm not, but I'm I am thankful for my oldest son's dad who um who who does step in to to get him, you know, every once in a while to take him to play basketball, take him to play Oh, water. that's what's up. Yeah, you know, take him to show him different things and he wow. looks forward to it and I wow. I do thank and appreciate him, but you know, sometimes he just he has his own kids, and he right. he deals with his own kids. But then my son, um, also oh, my oldest son has a a, a one year old, and okay. the one year old um likes to be up under his dad. So okay. my son 
to try to be up under him as well. So it's like both of them are fighting for his attention. And oh, I'm wow. just like, you know, wow, like he doesn't, he, you know what I'm saying? He know that's not his dad, but he, he loves it. He, he wants to be up under him, but exactly. you know, he still asks for his dad, you know, here yeah. and there. Um, but it's crazy that, you know, we're doing this segment today because his dad did text me today to say that he needed to drop off or update the insurance card. That was it. Wow. And so, and, and so, and so, when you talk to him, or when you I have these I, little, I hadn't responded. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't no, hey, how are you? How's my son? It was, hey, I got an update insurance card. I'll drop a pass. That was it. Wow. And, I mean, it's, I mean, and I, and I and I get and I get the part where you say, um, um, you are at a point where. Um, you, you're dealing with it in a way only you know how to. But in those moments when you know when you're talking to him, whether it's the little, I'll drop this off or I'll do this and do that. I mean, it, is it ever a time where you feel like you got to take a second and just say, "Hey, man, look, I'm, 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 I just wanted to tell you something," and just and just break it down. Like, look, I'm not mad at you. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we can co-parent. I'm glad we can have communication. I'm glad we can you know, talking, not be, you know, beefing and arguing, but your son really needs you in, in your life. Like, have you, have you had one of those type of, you know, moments? He, where he, he's, he's not the arguing type. So we, we don't argue. Like we don't, I mean, I explain. No, 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 I mean, no, 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 you know, I'll try to do better. I'll try to do better. And mm. that's it. But this, this, um, this time, like, this is the first year he's never called on his birthday um, wow. or um, on Christmas. And I'm not sure it's because I've reached out to his oldest daughter to let her know. Wait, um, and you, so you have a relationship with his kids? Well, no, I reached out to her. Okay, 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 um, okay. And okay. she knew nothing about my son. Wow. So, um, you know, her and my son would FaceTime, uh, you know, every day, and they would talk. And then all of a sudden, she stopped answering the phone for my son. So I was just like, okay, we're not going to. And, and so and so, I'm about to take this to a whole different level. Is he dating somebody? Is he with somebody? Who? Oh, his I dad? I mean, it's, it's, yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. Is he with? Uh, okay, because see, for me, I feel like if a female can be with a man, knowing that they don't want to take care or be with their other child, I mean that I don't understand. Yes, that. No, I don't know if he's dealing with someone, but he okay. he's divorced. Oh, okay. he's in the process of getting a divorce. I'm not. Yeah, he yeah he had a lot. Well, he just he just he just all over the place. Yes. Wow. So um. Yeah, so I reached out to his daughter, um, and his daughter contacted him to let him know that she found out about my son. Um, but after a while, his daughter stopped contacting my son and stopped answering the phone for him, so I just didn't let him call. And I was going to reach out to um, my son's grandmother because she's the only living grandmother that he has. But I, I haven't reached out to her because I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that someone knows that he he exists now, right? And no one's you know trying to reach out or anything. So I'm just, right. I mean, I'm just at the point where it is what it is. I'm that I keep doing this praying and just you know 
hope that my son doesn't have no anger, no hurt. Um, you know, and just and his father comes around and and, and start being in his life. Cause there's a lot of it's a lot of grown men out here that still that still hurt and still have a lot of anger built inside. Absolutely, because, absolutely. Uh, because their father was absent, and I don't absolutely. want that for my son. I mean, it it would it just would it would break my heart for me to, you know, for my son to grow up and still have that hurt. Like I don't want my son to be an absent father. Right. So. Right. I mean, but you, but, 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 you know, you mom dukes and I don't, and I don't think you'll let him go like that. I think you would, you know, be, um, a perfect candidate, um, as a mother to say, look, Hey Slim, you need to be easy and, and, and just get in his ass when you need to. I mean, cause that's, that's what mothers are there for. I mean, and, um, I always hear, um, pastors and preachers and even older people always say, God, take care of the kids. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so we, you know, we always got to know that, you know, they always going to be taken care of, even though we still got to handle our end of the bargain, you know, within our responsibilities to, you know, to, to add to their life. Um, but I mean, it's just, it's just rough to hear that, you know, you have to go through that knowing that he has other kids that he takes care of and spends time with, but just chooses you know, a four-year-old. I mean, this is a vulnerable life, and it's like, why wouldn't you take the time to kind of help develop that life so it can become, you know, a, a growing part of the population? Um, and I and I heard you say, um, you know, that your son has a has a good relationship with him. What about the other, you know, elder men of the family, like the uncles, the 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 dads? Like, I mean, does he have any other um, relationships with any other men in the family? I mean, when he sees them, my my um my younger brother just moved to Atlanta, Georgia, um, a week or two two weeks ago, so okay. he doesn't he doesn't see him. But before he moved to Atlanta, he stayed with me for three weeks. Um, so my son was loving it. I mean, he absolutely loved it. He seen his uncle every right. day. He was hanging with his uncle every day. So he he really enjoyed it. So now that my brother's not here. He'll just ask for him or he'll FaceTime him and call, but he doesn't understand that he lives, you know, far. So right. he, he was looking forward to seeing him. My uh, my oldest son, he, he works a lot, so he's not really home as much. But, you know, when my youngest son sees him, he he wants that attention. Um, but he just, he, he, he looks for the attention of men. And it's just, right. Right. I don't know. It's sad. You know, my dad, my dad works in the evenings, um, so you know he really don't get the chance to see my dad. But when he do, he enjoys it. My son loves music, so he's learning how to play the drums and the keyboard. Um, I saw it. I saw it. I saw him in a video on a little IG joint. He was getting it in. Yeah, he he loves music. So he was my getting oldest it in. son, my oldest son loves music as well. Um, he actually learned to play by ear. So my my okay. oldest son, you know, try to te- teach my youngest son. So it's a little okay. bond that they have, but that's a, that's I mean, that's a good really, bond. It's not really too many men around that he can he can kind of hang around. So I want to start thinking about that, that though. He hang well, I mean the only person that he, you know, spend a lot of time with is my oldest son father. So I mean, I don't right. There's not no men in my life, and then I, 
and that even if it was, I wouldn't put my son on them. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I can understand that. That's true. That's true. So, you know, got to, you know, take it one day at a time. Right. These are the cards that I was dealt, so I'm just, I'm trying, I'm trying to deal with it. Yeah. Um, it was another statistic here, man. It says that uh, 72% of African-American births are out of wedlock. Great. Like, do you think that has a... Okay, so, okay, so everybody has different situations. Right. Everybody was raised differently. Mm-hmm. My mother and father were um, together um, and my father cheated. I was young when my mm-hmm. father cheated. I didn't even, I really didn't know what it meant, but then I found out. So I had to, you know, see my mom and my dad argue and he put my mom out. It, so I, I've seen a lot. So um, put my mom out, moved this lady in, got married. And I was so angry and I was so hurt that I acted out. So you acted out. You acted out on your father. No, I acted out. Period. One because my father was present in my life, but my father never said "I love you" to me growing up as a child. My father. Wait, 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 wait. So my yeah, my story is a little deep. No, no, no. I like that though because I was talking to another young lady not too long ago, and I mean, when I say she said verbatim the same thing you just said about her father to her. This lets me know that I need to I need to keep this going because she said it verbatim. I mean exactly the way you said it. When I was young, my father never told me he loved me. That's why I was like, wait, 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 what? Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I had my grandfather, my grandfather loved me all the time. My grandfather talked to me about everything. So even though my father didn't tell me, my grandfather told me. However, even though I was hearing from my grandfather, every child wants to hear. Well, I know I wanted to hear from my dad. I Absolutely. didn't hear that, and I felt like, okay, all these women that he's with, he's telling them that, but he's not telling me that. So I started acting out. I started being bad. I started running the streets. I started running away. I just started doing things. Then my oldest brother, he was there, and he once he graduated out of high school, he went straight to the Marines. So I was, I felt lost. So I just was. I was just in the streets. I was just, you know, hanging I knew, with guys. I knew you was. I knew you was a little thug. Oh gosh! So you know, I was doing teenage stuff, stealing cars, getting locked up. I was a tomboy. I was hanging with guys. So, um, I got thug life middle school, and um, I started skipping school. I started going over to my sister's house because my nephew was there, and I was. Just, I loved my nephew, and. Um, my, you weren't being fresh, was you? No, no, no. My sister was engaged to this guy, and he had her doing drugs. So my nephew was really scared of him. So when I go over there, my nephew would just cry, and I used to just, you know, hold him all the time. But they would never let me take my nephew with me. Mm. So one day, um, I left. I uh, skipped school, went over there. My sister was high. I don't know what type of drugs she was doing. Was high and. She helped her fiance rape me and my nephew. Wow. So I was. She, so hold on. She helped? Yeah. Wow. She held me down. So I was 12. Wow. So um, I didn't tell anybody. I had a journal. 
you know, you still a kid. Kids still like to write things down. So right. I had a journal and I, I wrote everything that everything that happened in my life, I wrote it down. Wow. And um one day my my other sister found it. No, what yeah, my other sister found it and showed it to my godmother and then they took it to the police station and then they took me to the police station and I was so angry that I wouldn't talk to the police. Like I was so angry. I was so mad. I just was crying. I was cursing. I was just swinging. I didn't want to talk. And I, I didn't, it wasn't that I didn't want to talk about it. I just, I didn't know how to, I was already angry and mad that it happened to me. And I just, yeah, it was difficult. It was yeah. difficult. And as a child, how do you process that? Yeah. As a child, you never think that you will have to go through things like that. Yeah. So eventually I had to, you know, face my accuser in court and it just was, it was extremely too much for me to handle. And mm. I was unable to testify. So he was, he didn't get that much time. Wow. Um, but in that process, you would think that a, 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 um, a child needs their father to comfort them to, you know, to be there. And he didn't, my father, I don't know what was going on with him. He told me it was my fault. I shouldn't have left school. So I'm dealing with a father <laughs> saying, "Wow, it was your fault." And Not, you, the ch- but I hold have, on, he he's saying it's your fault, but you the child, right? Wow, it was my fault. I'm dealing with a father that didn't say I love you. I'm dealing with a father that didn't give me a hug. And then in the process, you guys are keeping me away from my mom, the one, the person that I needed the most to get through what I was getting through. And they thought that it was going to help me by keeping me away from her. So I just had a lot of built up anger and just did not know how to release it. So it's like, so the things that I go through now as an adult, I'm able to process a little better, but I also keep my kids close because I don't want that, you know, the same thing to happen to my kids because it's just like, I'd rather for things to happen to me as an adult before it happens to my kids. Like, absolutely. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's, I don't, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard, but you, you know, you still, you still deal with it. You still you continue on with life, but it's, it's important to tell your kids that you love them, to give them a hug, to, you know, to, to just be there. So I just, right. I, I mean, it's, my story's a little, you know, deep, but. Not to I mean, I mean, can, but, but can you, but can you imagine? But can you imagine? I mean, with with the amount of the statistics that I've that I've just labeled. I mean, just the just the one about the uh, black fathers not being in the house. Sixty seven percent. You know how many other stories we hear like that? Uh, oh, half or, 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 or or even worse. Half of them. When I was um, when I was dealing with um, working with um, at risk at risk youth, um, males and females. A lot of them have the same stories, right. and it's because somebody was abusing them, somebody in their family, and they, the um, family wanted them to keep quiet. Parents on drugs, so a lot of the kids just needed some love. That most of them needed love. So when they find, you know, when someone, a lot of them uh, have hold had that wall up. Yeah. Sometimes it's easy for them to let it down. Sometimes it's not. So, I mean, you just. Yeah. You got, you know. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes they 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 thirty five when they start breaking it down. Yeah, because I I yeah. didn't under. I mean, I understood, but I still. I don't know. I I felt like 
I guess in my 20s, I felt like I had to be in a relationship. I had to have a man. I didn't understand. I didn't understand. I didn't, yeah, I didn't understand how it felt to be alone. So I was always in a relationship, but my relationships were like five years, three to five years long, but I still didn't understand how it felt to be alone until I got into my 30s. Okay. Well, yeah, makes sense. A lot of stuff slowed down in your 30s. That was the best peace of mind I've ever had, being alone, being by myself. Mm. So it's just, I mean, it's a process. Some people process it quicker than others. Some people don't. Um, right. Some people suffer from depression. Um, some people have some insecurities about themselves. Some people just feel like because if they're lonely, there's nobody out there for them. They get depressed. They just, they shut down. Right. I mean, so it, it's, it's a lot. Like a lot of people, and some people are afraid to to speak. Like they don't want to tell their friends because they just want to judge them. Oh, she's crazy, or she's depressed because she don't got no man. Who cares? And da 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 da. I mean, and that's not helping the situation. That's not helping. That's why a lot of people don't talk about how they feel. That's that's a true statement. That would be a true statement. I mean, it's a, it's it's a lot. I mean, it's it's like you say, it's a lot to deal with. Um, it's a lot that 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 comes with that. Um, I mean, we mentioned the process a few times because that's it's definitely going to be a process. Um, but but um, in closing, like like what like what would you um, what, what would you like? What would you? I mean, even in your own situation, ideally, um, you know, somebody. Um, it's kind of dealing with what you're dealing with, not necessarily knowing how to handle it there at their wit's end. Like, what type of advice would you give them, even though you know they're going through the exact same thing you're going through and you're trying to go through it as well? I mean, I just I prayed a, a lot. Um, if someone has somebody to talk to, I would suggest reaching out because it will help, even if you need to talk to some, you know, talk to a stranger. Um, but just talking, not letting that letting build up. Um, okay. When I mean not a stranger, but get uh, seek counseling. Talk to your doctor if you don't want to talk to your friends. Um, find a church. Talk to a pastor. I mean, it's it's always somebody out there that will listen. Right. They got hotlines that you could talk to. Thank um, you. but don't I wouldn't suggest suggest putting it on social media because you won't get good comments, you can get bad comments, and sometimes bad comments might just make you lose it. So, especially if you don't have thick skin. But I would just, yeah, just um, just reach out to somebody. Yeah, you gotta have thick skin, though, because it's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's, it's all types of people out there. Um, and it's all types of people who um, you know, are so insensitive and so desensitized that they don't give a shit about your situation. That's true. You know what I'm saying? If it if it don't affect them, if it got if it got nothing to do with them, they like, I don't give a shit. They ain't got nothing to do with me. And I think that's where we're dropping the ball. Where... I mean, it, it will it would be good to have like a, a round table discussion where you have um a panel of women and a panel of men so the women can ask, you know, certain questions and the men can answer that answer the questions or the men can ask certain questions and the women can ask them because it's different situations like my right. situation is different from another person's situation but oh, their child is still fatherless or motherless 
And then Absolutely. you have, um, I know a couple of people who doesn't don't agree with the female that the father's with. So they like, oh, you can't see my, see your kids. And I'm like, don't do that because you're not even, you're not walking in my shoes. If you have, if you have a father that wants to be there for their kid and does for their kid, but you're mad because he's with this other woman, don't keep the child from them. I have a son who father is living and well and re- does don't even see the kid. Doesn't even want to see the kid. Right. But you're, but you're mad. Like get past that. Life goes on. Right. right. So I mean, I think we I think it would help for you know different people to come to have a, a roundtable talk just to you know kind of get a better understanding, and then that might you know take some of the pressure off of you and may, it may relieve some of your stress or may you know may help and out. Man, it's, it's, it's funny you say that because I'm going to start looking at some of these libraries and starting to check to see you know what type of um, you know services they provide for free and uh, I think I can easily set up a round table discussion like that if people were willing to show up so I think I would definitely try to work on that um, and, and see if I can get that that discussion going, and see if we can get some groups. I mean, because I feel like people need healing. I mean, they do. They need, need healing. Man. Yes, I agree. I mean, it's a lot of people out here that's dealing with depression, and it can be with fatherless sons, father. I mean, uh, motherless sons and daughters. Right. Failed relationships. All that. Being single, it's a lot of people that out there that that needs the that needs that. Like that would help them out. Yeah. I agree. So, I mean, I think that would be um, interesting. But yeah, the libraries, all you have to do is like book a room. Yeah. Um, I'm going to look into that. I'm going to definitely look into that because I think uh, I think I could do that. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm still I'm still a little shy. You know, I'm still and when I say shy, I'm still um, learning um, how to do this and, and making sure it's effective. So when I, I say mean, I shy, think you're doing a good job so far. So I, don't, I mean, I don't Oh, I appreciate that. I, I don't appreciate see that. where you shot at, but well, I, I mean, I, think it would help. I, I guess, I guess, I guess, shy. I guess, uh, shy, making sure that I'm gonna be effective. Because I mean, I think if I do it, I just want to be um, effective and I want to impact people. So right, I mean, right. just start off something light. Maybe do something once a month. Um, yeah. Or just yeah. Do, do a trial run to see how it, you know, how it work out. Yeah, I think I will do that. I think I will take your advice, and I think I will. Stamp and confirm that, and we'll try that. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you, um, I'm glad you gave me an opportunity. I'm glad you, um, you know, stopped by and shared your story. I'm hoping that, um, your story will, um, touch and impact somebody else, and maybe, um, allow them to question some of the things that they're doing, some of the decisions that they're making, and maybe, you know, try to have that conversation with that father figure, so that way, um, the son could be taken care of because we, we definitely got to protect these young ones, man. Because they, they, they it, man. I mean, after 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 our parents gone, it's all on us. Right. Then after we gone, it's all on them. Right. So we got to try to set them up the best way we can. So I thank you again for doing this. Um, you know, um, if I can, um, maybe. Um, come up with another game plan and maybe set that up. Um, I would definitely let you know so you can come out and uh, you know possibly share some of your life experiences with the other people and see if we can't get that ball rolling. All righty. All right. Appreciate yeah. you. All right. Thanks. All right.
thank y'all again for tuning in, man. Um, I appreciate y'all coming through and stopping by and, you know, um, continuing to check me out, man. I most appreciate it um, on, with the utmost. Trust me, I, I, I appreciate it with the utmost. Um, as you heard, man, you know, this father, this children um, situation is definitely out of hand. And it is definitely an epidemic and a crisis that's going on, uh, specifically in the black community. I mean, as you heard, it's, it's happening in other communities as well. Um, which is which is sad, but it's even sadder that it's happening the most in our community. And I mean, at this point, I feel like we have to be um, human beings that's decent, um, that's willing to, you know, um, step in and be a support system for another human being, whether it be a male or female. I mean, because as you as you heard both both sides, you know, there are you know fathers who are in their sons' lives for different reasons, you know, whether they. Um, have obstacles where they just can't be in their life. Um, they may be incarcerated. They may have gotten taken away or displaced from the children. Or, you know, you got um, fathers that who are out here and just, you know, just don't want to do right by the children. And then you got those fathers who are decent and they're good and they want to, you know, try to be in the child's life. But, you know, they have those obstacles of, 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 of a bad co-parenting situations and relationships with the, with the children's mother. So it's all types of aspects that come into play, you know, with, uh, you know, fathers not being in children's lives. But um, at the end of the day, I mean, we still got to step up and try to do what we can as human beings to try to see if we can stop these numbers from rising. I mean, the statistic rates on this situation is, is astonishing because it's extremely high, especially in the black community. So I just wanted to make sure I brought something to your eyes and to your attention, to your ears, um, and just, you know, seeing if we can try to become better people, man. This is Six Man, y'all.